Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Business Podcast. We're so happy you're here today to learn about how to create fresh perspectives on profitability, people, productivity, and finding peace in your small business. Hi, business rock stars. My name is Maggie Mongan, and I am your host today. I'm a multi-time number one best-selling business author, small business thought leader, and a growth strategist for 20 years now. I am the CEO of Brilliant Breakthroughs, Inc., which is a coaching practice specializing in guiding small businesses to optimize business performance and leadership. If you're new to our show, welcome. And you'll quickly notice that I honestly believe that small businesses are the accelerant of our economy. And inadvertently, I ended up creating a number one best-selling business book series for small businesses. Now, don't worry about that. We'll share a little bit more about that in a moment. But for now, let's talk about our returning guest. Today, we have with us one of our tenured experts, a multi-time number one best-selling business author, Mike Raber. Welcome, Mike. Welcome, everybody. It's great to be here. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. And Listeners, it's really important that you know who Mike Raber is because he created a three-part framework designed to help mission-driven business owners move past imposter syndrome and develop their core genius or superpower. Why did he do that? So they can share their story, create financial liberation, and improve the world. So here we are, Mike. We're back again. Yes, we are. Okay. So Mike, you have written three important chapters in our series. So first of all, I want to say thank you. Number one, number two, number three, authoring times. (laughs) You are welcome. (laughs) And uh, in chapter, in your chapter in volume one, volume two, and here you are in your final chapter, and that was volume four. So This is really cool because throughout each one of those volumes, you shared a different pocket of your wisdom. And here we are today focusing our conversation on volume four in this series. Now, just to be clear for everyone, um, volume four is the book that is covered in the color beautiful amethyst or purple. Now, the book that we're referencing, all five volumes in the series have the same title. What differentiates them is the color of the cover and, of course, the content within it. But uh, again, volume four is the Amethyst cover and the book series that we're referencing, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. And the subtitle really is where all the juice is, even though we love that you're going to get brilliant breakthroughs over and over and over as you read it. The subtitle is Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. Now, in volume four, Mike, your chapter is the fifth chapter in the book, and the chapter is titled, Are You... Let me, I did that again. So sorry. It's a tongue twister. It is a little bit and I want to make sure it lands right. So let me, let me do it again. Your chapter is titled, 
Are your influencer capabilities being overpowered by imposter syndrome? And I'll say it again. Are your influencer capabilities being overpowered by imposter syndrome? This is really powerful stuff because I've seen so many business owners over and over and over get stuck on this. Mm -hmm. So Mike, I'm really thrilled that you're with us today. So our listeners, you know, they're in for a treat. And Mike, quite honestly, we need experts like you sharing your wisdom to help us navigate these innovative and transformative times that we're in. So should we just dive into um, our interview and see if we can wow our listeners today? Sounds like a good plan to me. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Now everybody's going to be blown away because I only have three questions this time. Ooh. All right. So let's see. Let's see how you handle it, Mike. All right. Let's go. Yeah. Question number one. All these years later from when you wrote this chapter, what is the number one insight from your chapter in volume four, the the purple cover book we're talking about right now about imposter syndrome and why is it still your number one insight i love that question because number one i'm a firm believer we are all born for greatness it's often that we tell ourselves maybe not now or what if but my again insight and advice would be don't sell yourself short believe who you are and trust your abilities. I would say that it is when we learn to step into our greatness that we realize we truly are great. And it's kind of interesting because as I stepped into writing the first book, I was a straight up rookie. Here, I even though I had written a book or two, I wrote a book for my daughter, I wrote a book for myself, and I was already a published author, but the whole process, the mindset, the journey that becoming an author brings out in one, I was in for a surprise and for a wild ride. And when I wrote the first book, it was geared more on, I want to teach finance and business concepts to entrepreneurs and small business owners. And then that led me into becoming a better storyteller and tuned into my storytelling abilities, which I discovered actually is a cool superpower. And then was invited back to write a chapter in volume two. And when I wrote that chapter, I wrote it on creating a marketplace. It was a lesson, or should I say, it was one of my own inner journeys into becoming an entrepreneur. But the difference was I did it as a seventh grader. (laughs) And one of the things that I found fun about it was, A, it took me back to what I was thinking and what the lessons learned as a seventh grader and how they became or how they helped me become the entrepreneur that I am today. But it also kind of moved from the financial piece to the marketing piece. So we're still kind of building this framework or roadmap around being an entrepreneur or a business owner, but it was still missing one very important part, which I didn't realize until we went to into book four. And if you think about it, kind of like a normal seventh grader, they go out and they start a lemonade stand or they get a newspaper route. Right. right. Yet I decided that I want to take these skill sets that I was learning and use it for a contest around 
selling candy bars and the chapter goes into more detail so if you want to hear the whole story as it goes read the chapter i promise you you'll find it very enlightening as i did writing it <laughs> this is very true <laughs> uh, yes so now as i fast forward into chapter or the um, volume number four as we're discussing it is often said that when the student is ready the teacher will appear and finally, I was at a point in my career, my journey, that I was ready. Mm -hmm. And I really needed to figure out my own personal, how I was I designed to show up and believe in who I was as a person. That was when I realized that imposter syndrome was the, the I guess, obstacle standing in my way. And I spent mm -hmm. like, spent a while interviewing people, it's a better part of a year and putting this chapter together. And after, even after writing the chapter, continued in this research, but interviewing people to find out what is imposter syndrome. There were lights flashing everywhere with the big bold letters saying imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome. And I was <laughs> a victim of imposter syndrome and didn't know it until that moment. And it was like this light bulb went off and I was like, <laughs> oh, okay then. So if with all this stuff I've accomplished throughout my career, I can let imposter syndrome get in my way, other people naturally would too. And that really inspired me to write the chapter in the fourth volume around how to make sure that you don't let your um, influencer capabilities be overpowered by imposter syndrome, because I think many of us do that, whether it's in our business, in our mission, how we show up in life. And right. once I realized this, and I started getting out of my own way and started building the building blocks or putting the building blocks, blocks in place through writing the chapter and learn that, learn through different lessons, interviewing people, et cetera, that not only was I experiencing this, people that I knew to be very successful also were experiencing it. And if they could be drawn into imposter syndrome, who was I to think that I was any different? And once I realized it was a natural course of doing business, as one might say, it stopped getting in my way. Wow, Mike, you know, I, I know our listeners can relate to this, regardless of where they are in their evolution as a business owner, and an expert or not, um, because it is a natural occurrence as we evolve into whatever our expertise is, um, whether, <clears throat> whether you choose to play small, um, large, or somewhere in the middle, it doesn't matter. We all hone in on an expertise and everybody has a moment where this occurs because you can be a rock star in one thing, but if you start something new, it, all of a sudden, you feel like you're an imposter because mm. you should be able to be so successful at this because you've been successful at that prior. Mm -hmm. And, and then there, um, a lot of times I see that self-doubt come in to other business owners. So it's, it's pretty tricky. So thank you for being so vulnerable about, um, your evolution and where you are and right where we are. Um, because we're all here. Everyone mm -hmm. can relate to this. Yep. You know, and, and I, I love it when, when the big players just really speak truth, which more of them are starting to now about the unsuccesses 
Mm -hmm. right? And, and this, this could fall under that category of unsuccess. And, um, you know, how they've lost millions over the years, and everybody has at one point or another. So this is just beautiful to bring it forward. Thank you. You're welcome. I think one of my favorite Jim Rohn quotes was his first business failure, although it wasn't a failure because he learned and moved on, right. he lost $2 million. And then he would pause and say, now $2 million isn't that much money unless it's all you've got. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> all right. Are you ready for our next question? Yes, I am. I'm excited to hear it. Okay. So Mike, what is the number one interview quote that is still important for business owners to know and why? Wow. If I were to dial it all the way down to just one quote, there's so many. Well, I'll dial it down to one because you asked for one. <laughs> from from uh, your chapter in volume four, yes. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> and it was, and it's kind of interesting because uh, when I would interview people it was the underlying theme through all the different interviews. And if I dialed it down to one, it would be learn to say yes to great opportunities. Mm. Now I say great versus all because some opportunities might not be the right opportunity for you. It's a great opportunity. So if I were to say, learn to say yes to all opportunities, then that might encourage you to step into and say, fall into a wrong opportunity. So use it as a filter. Great is like a filter word that when an opportunity comes to you, stop and ask yourself, this is a great opportunity, but is it the right opportunity for me? And if you feel that it's not, or unless you feel the, yes, it is, I got to do this, don't mm -hmm. do it. Be willing to say no, if it's not the right one for you, but ultimately learn to say yes to all the great opportunities. And the reason why is once you say yes, more opportunities will start to show up for you. And if it's truly a great opportunity and you don't hesitate, or if it's truly a great opportunity, say yes. But then realize, even if you don't yet know how to do what you need to do for the opportunity, say yes anyway, and then go to work at figuring out how to do what you have to do. Yeah, quickly. <laughs> yes, very quickly. And if you still aren't sure, or as you say yes, so first, yes, of course, I want to do this opportunity. And then quickly go to work on putting the pieces together to do what you need to do. And then surround yourself with other people who's part of this opportunity who know more than you. And that will really speed up the learning curve. Mm -hmm. And I would say the most important part of that, and one of the things I've always done organically is if you surround yourself with people who know more than you, then you can borrow their knowledge, you can borrow their skill sets, and over time they become your own. Mm. And again, the more opportunities you say yes to, the more things that you step out, whether it's in your business, in your career, if you are a thought leader or a messenger and you're out there trying to make an impact on the world, you'll find more and more opportunities will come to you. And the people that have the ability to help you succeed at that will also be entered into your life. It comes, goes back to when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Now I'll make one little twist of that. And also when the teacher is ready, the student will appear. <laughs> that is very true. And I, I, I really like this, Mike, because um, this is the key. And, and 
that it's really important that everyone understands this. And I, and I love it because there's two parts to what you just said. Well, probably three one, <laughs> or five, but let's, <laughs> let's focus on a few here. One is discern and mm. discern if it's the right opportunity right now. I had a friend say to me, um, a little while back. So I said no to this invitation because it wasn't the right opportunity for me right now. And I love that she said that because she knew it wasn't right for her right now. Doesn't mean it won't be right later. It's just not right right now. So then the other point to that is really what you're saying, Mike, which is, um, be wise as you're listening to opportunities and do this discernment because if you master this wisdom of discernment like mike's talking about you will position yourself properly and and become a master of this wisdom and it is really the truth there's plenty of opportunities out there great opportunities matter of fact as well as plenty of stinky ones <laughs> ah, yes <laughs> yeah um but it's okay to say no to a great opportunity because the timing might be off i do it a lot mm -hmm. i do it a lot and i know you do too um or there's something wonky about it and you just can't put your finger on it yet. And that, or it doesn't really align with you, even though it's a great opportunity, it might not align with you, your values or your vision for your organization, whatever you're doing. And it's okay. Let it go. Keep your eyes and ears open for what is in better alignment with your vision, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I want to share that over the years, we we've known each other, you've had some uh, really great ideas. And some that are like, hey, okay. Yes. <laughs> you know, and they're great, but they're the timing's off or something's not right with it. And the one thing that you've really done is you've taken the time to slow down. And sometimes it's really important for us to be reaching out and finding people who are a good sounding board, especially if they're your mentor. And that will make a huge difference, won't it, Mike? That's right. Yep, it makes a huge difference. And I think that's one of the things that entrepreneurs often do is they have an idea, they have something that they want to do, and they then ask a friend, or they might ask a loved one and get advice back. But Unfortunately, it may not necessarily be the right advice. <laughs> right. Or they might say, are you crazy? What are you doing that for? You'll fail or whatever. The, the advice coming back. And then they are mad because the people around them don't understand what they're trying to do versus asking someone who has already done it, asking someone who has the same or similar vision of them for advice. Right. Kind of going and going back to your mentor, like we talked about earlier and if it's someone who is successful in what you're trying to do, if you ask them, should you do it or not, they're going to give you either, they might say no, not yet, because they know what it takes to do it and your skill set or your ability aren't there yet. So they might say, well, maybe you should practice or start with this part first. And they'll give you guidance on how to get there faster. Yes, They're not going to sell it short because they know that it's any thing we want to do in our business or in our life takes steps. And if the person knows what it 
it takes to get there, they'll guide you versus saying, no, that won't work because they know it takes steps. On the other hand, though, they'll give you the proper advice versus asking someone who hasn't done anything in that arena. They don't get they don't get what you're asking them because it's not their vision. It's like one of my more favorite quotes is if God or if life gives you a vision, they gave it to you, they didn't give it to somebody else. So why right. do we expect those around us to see something that we were given ourselves? You can ask for advice again for someone who's already done that because they see the vision, not to go back there. But I guess here's a caution. The person next to you, your friend, your loved one, your relative, they probably have a different vision. They don't see the same one that you have. And if they are looking at it through a set of glasses, as an example, that have a different prescription, they're going to see it differently than what you see. And kind of like, let's say you're sitting in the living room watching TV and your friend is sitting next to you and your friend has prescription glasses and you have prescription glasses and you're not sure where yours are. You're not going to ask your friend to borrow his or her, hers and put their glasses on because the TV is still going to be foggy. It might even be worse, right? You may not be able to see it at all. <laughs> yes. You would stop, you would look around, you would find your glasses because your glasses are prescribed to your vision. When you put your glasses on, your vision becomes clear. And I like that as an example, because often as entrepreneurs, we try to do that, but we do that with advice in our business. And then we wonder why things go awry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I like that. And while you're talking about glasses, watching TV, you know, what came to my mind? Hmm. 3D glasses, because you're looking at the same thing, but everything's distorted. Right. Right. So, so they have a different perception of what you're talking about. So this is a really great point, Mike, because... So often people do that. They're, they're out there, they're asking. And matter of fact, in volume one, Nancy Lucchese, now married Schwab, writes about this in her chapter about not reaching out to family and friends because they don't know your full vision, mm. like you were talking about. So, you know, this isn't just Mike <laughs> yeah. saying this. This is fact, and we all know it, but I, I love that you're bringing it forward right now, Mike, because this is critical. And, um, you know, people don't know your full vision. They don't have the calling that you have and the wisdom to understand how to bring it forward. So even though um, they know something, they don't know your business. They don't know business as a whole. And usually it's just an opinion. And unfortunately, like you said, the, the advice we get could make it even worse. That's just crazy. Right. Yeah, so so I love that you're mentioning this because I firmly believe in this and I, I spend a lot of time helping business owners discern what's appropriate for them because this is the key. Yeah, so true. Yes, yes. Um, and, here, and here, you know, I, I want to share, as Mike had said earlier, opportunities are endless just trust us. Mm. They are truly endless. And um, is there anything you want to say on that, Mike, before I ask you your last question in our podcast series? Wow. Um, I guess I would just agree with um, everything that you said. And I guess if I had to narrow it down to, again, one thought, it would be trust your heart, 
trust those ahead of you that are doing what you are trying to do, that they did it, therefore they know how to do it. And I'm sure they've made mistakes in their own right along the way. Be confident and courageous enough to ask them for advice. I have found most people who are successful are more than willing to give advice on how to get there if asked. And those who aren't as successful are more than willing to give advice without being asked. So if you don't have to ask for the advice, be worried of the advice. <laughs> if it's good advice, you're probably going to have to ask for it, but make sure you ask the right people. Ah, right there. Make sure you ask the right people. And I'll add one more point. Don't ask until you're ready to hear it and take mm, action. So because, true. Because when somebody slows down and gives you that opportunity of their wisdom, it's an insult if you, if you don't follow up on something. Even if you say, you know what, I thought a lot about that, but I don't think it's the right direction for me. There's nothing wrong with that. It just shows them that the time with you was valuable and you have that door open in the future versus not doing anything. So make sure you're ready and yep. then go ask the right person. I love this. This is awesome. Thank you. Okay, here we go. Here's our last question. Da, 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 da. You ready? Yes. Okay. What is interesting you, Mike, the most these days? Imposter syndrome. Da, 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 da. Imposter <laughs> syndrome. Okay. Bring it on. Tell us a little bit more about that. Okay. And it's yield about now almost like a common word, but from, and when I wrote in volume four in our series, going back to that, I became entrenched in the research and built out a three-part framework designed to help my clients remove imposter syndrome, how to create their ideal training platform and provide the key resources that they need so that they can share their story, create financial liberation, and improve the world. And I like those three parts because the number one is once imposter syndrome is not in front of you and you now are able to step into your own brilliance, your own genius, then you can truly share your story. And if you do right. that, if you share your story, number one, you're going to improve the world. And by improving the world, you're going to create financial liberation, which is important because it will allow you to continue forward. And or if you share your story, you'll get paid to do so, which will begin the process of creating financial liberation. And by doing that, you will improve the world. So it starts with sharing your story. And the other two come organically from that. Right, right. I love that. And being empowered to share your story. Um is a beautiful thing. And this isn't just a blah, blah, blah. I'm going to tell you what I know, or this is what I did. It, it needs to be a little more crafted, doesn't it, Mike? Yep. So true. Right. And that was one of the reasons why I built 100 Million Strong SPC, which is a member-based social purpose corporation. Its primarily goal is to change the social and economic footprint of how many small businesses and thought leaders grow their business, while continuing to find new innovative ways to bring much-needed resources, services, and educational programs to the community-focused business or to mission-driven business owners. Mm -hmm. I'm building a fully inclusive and collaborative community of thought leaders, professionals, and entrepreneurs working together to make a positive impact in both the local communities and the world because I have become so passionate over making sure that people stop getting in their own way and become who they're designed to be. 
I love this. There's so much to unpack in what you just said. Can we break it down a little bit? Sure. Okay. You found it. You've, you're very talented. You've done many things over the years. And now you're hanging your hat as the founder of 100 million strong because it encapsulates everything that you've done and you know is important, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and instead of 100 million strong Inc., I-N-C, or L-L-C, you have S-P-C, which you said is a member-based social purpose, purpose. corporation. Okay, so you just turn a, a million people onto a new concept. You may not necessarily need to be a nonprofit to be socially purposed, right? Yep, so true. Okay, so that's really cool. And I'm glad that you did this because you said your primary goal is to be social, um, to have the change social and an economical footprint because there's leaders out there, whether they're business owners, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, we, you know, we all go by different names, right? Um, categories that we're making the change happen. And you've created a community of these change makers, right? Mm, yeah. People who are making the difference. Okay. So you said you're pulling everything that you've done over time together to get everyone understanding that this doesn't have to be complicated. There's some framework for you to do this. <laughs> Excuse me. And so you can make a really um, significant impact, both locally and globally, if you choose. Everybody has a slightly different focus, but mm -hmm. it's not what you designed isn't limiting, right? Right. Okay. And when we say, oh, I want to play big like this, usually what shows up is the imposter syndrome. And you already have that built into 100 million strong SPC. So I love this. What do you want to share, Mike? You know, just now that you put it out there, and what is your follow-up to all that? Well, I guess I would like to invite the listeners to join, become part of 100 million strong. And one of the things that we do is we have a day of celebration series, which will be the third or the last Thursday of every month and become part of our community. And I'll continue to create great trainings around personal and professional development. In fact, there'll be a link on how to join How a Million Strong. And within that, you can join a day of celebration as well inside the show notes. Okay, cool. That's really, really cool. So here you are. You're like, I'm ready. I'm ready to help everybody accomplish their dream because what's that quote? By ourselves, we can do amazing things. Yet together we can climb the highest mountain. Okay, that's Mike's quote, everyone. So remember that. And I, I think because of our time constraint, Mike, I think that's a great place to wrap up your final interview in our podcast series. Can you yes. That? <laughs> yes, indeed. Okay. So listeners, this is how you can learn more and engage with multi-time number one best-selling business author, Mike Raver. Start by reading chapter five in volume four of the book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. Volume four, again, is the amethyst or purple covered book in our series. And you can go find 
our book anywhere you know a lot of people say amazon and and we're saying of course <laughs> of course yes and the whole series is there as well as many other platforms and at the end of chapter five mike you have gifted everybody something for their business performance and i would like to tell everybody that mike did something really cool he created uh his he wrote a great chapter on imposter syndrome he was very vulnerable so everybody could relate and then he developed a glossary at the end of his chapter so you could understand what he was saying a little more and get the right context and after that is his author page and his business page now on that author page if you can learn about Mike, you can check out his mugshot. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because some people might think that's what it really is. Mike's <laughs> headshot. Yes, headshot. <laughs> um, and at the bottom of the page, that's where Mike's gift is for you to explore imposter syndrome a little further. So thank you for providing that for everyone, Mike. You're welcome. Um, and then you also have all your different social media handles and all that good stuff on how they can connect with you. But there's um, a really cool thing that is going on for our listeners that I think would be a great way for them to engage with you. Right now, you can see everything about the book, the authors, and all the books in the series, all the authors, and how to get a hold of it, us, and Mike Raber by going to the books app at your app store and download the free app, Brilliant Biz, B-I-Z book, Brilliant Biz book. Click on a feature that we have that's called Ask an Expert and you'll see Mike Raber's name there. If you click on it, it'll open up just like an email experience and um, you can send Mike your question and he'll reply back to you. Isn't that a pretty cool bonus, Mike? Yep, it sure is. <laughs> I wish right. I had that when we first started doing all of this many years back. Oh, well, we had it right away in volume one. Mm. Um, but I know you're referencing before that. Yes. So, that, you know, this is something that all of our authors engage with so it doesn't have to be just mike you can look at anybody but i'm sure right about now with imposter syndrome you have a question for mike so feel free to reach out to him and um i want to share with you please feel free to go back and listen to mike's other episodes he has over 15 of them on our podcast and we'll we'll have those listed in the show notes of this episode also just so you know um all of our podcast episodes are on the app as well so you can access everything we sort of made it like a one-stop shop there's a, um, a social media wall there for inspiration and further further goodness i'll just let it at that so you can be more brilliant <laughs> i love that yeah so mike i want to thank you for your time and your wisdom sharing today you're awesome thank you it's always fun to be here yeah and uh I know that um, there's something going on, you know, as we're wrapping up our podcast series here, it's been quite a journey over five yes. years producing something weekly. Um, we're shifting and you'll be able to hear more from Mike in my new show, but that's another conversation. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so much again. 
And listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Business Podcast, where you learn about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. Shine brightly until next week.